Welcome to our regular Osborne Clark podcast, looking at the legal and wider issues in mobility as a service, or MATS. I'm Jeremy Godley, and today I'm joined by my colleagues Parveen Arora, partner and head of the Energy and Infrastructure Practice in BTG Legal, who sits in the New Delhi office, and Shloka Vadia Lingam, Principal Associate at BTG Legal, who sits in the Mumbai office. Today, we're going to look at mass and some wider mobility trends in India. I think it's right to say that this is a truly innovative space in India, with a lot of really interesting recent developments. So over to our speakers. Parveen, please tell us how you see the mobility as a service concept developing on your side. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, it's very interesting subject, mobility as service coming up with the ever evolution in transport. Uh, today, everybody wants uh, from a solution and integration of services under one roof and provision of all services and, uh, related to transport under one roof uh, will be a big industry. So we can say that integration of various forms of transport services into single mobility service accessible on demand on their own uh, gadgets or uh, computers will be uh, mass. And mass platforms aim to enable their users with the ability of seamlessly plan and pay for a variety of transport services in a manner that is flexible and personalized to meet their needs. That's really interesting and definitely some, some similarities um, to, to what we're seeing in other markets. Um, Shloka, would you tell us a little bit about how the mass uh, concept uh, is relevant uh, to, to the Indian market? So actually, mass is relatively new in India as well, but there have been uh, a lot of discussions and certain uh, policy initiatives, which we'll speak about shortly, that uh, point to a growing recognition of its potential. Uh, very simply, the rapid urbanization in India in many cities has required much more effective means of mobility um, and transportation management to prevent um, issues such as congestion, vehicular pollution, etc. So the biggest trend really in India has been, you know, with smartphone penetration, the growth of mobile applications that provide uh, mobility services to individuals who erstwhile were restricted um, to certain very traditional forms of moving from place A to place B. Um, so people do have access to different modes of transport. That said, certain concepts in India, such as shared aggregator services, have really transformed the way people in semi-urban cities um, do move around now. So in that sense, with the growth of traditional forms of public transport, such as buses and rail, um, other additional services, such as these kind of shared mobility options, are growing, growing um, a knowledge of electrified transport mobility options has really made mass a conversation in India whose time certainly seems to have come for now. That's really exciting, and and what really comes across, I think, is the the, the sheer scale um, of, of the of the challenge and of the growth of mass um, in India. Certainly, the 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 the, the problems and the uh, the challenges that are faced are, are much broader potentially than those that we see see in the UK. Um, turning to those challenges, it would be really interesting just to hear your perspective on on what the challenges actually are for the growth of mass, for the for the flourishing of of, of mass and wider mobility trends in India. Mass is a very interesting concept, but having its own challenges. Now, we cannot say that one size will fit all. Uh, India being a country of different culture, geographies, and literacy levels, so uh, it is uh, uh, difficult to bring all services under one roof. Uh, Sometimes, somewhere, uh, different modes of transports are being used. 
which are uh, popularly used to connect even last mile connectivity. Uh, but with the improvement in regulation and requirement and over commercialization of uh, all these will uh, challenges will be addressed uh, in uh, long term. Uh, government has also to come out with clear policies and uh, provisions regarding mass. And once it starts integrating services, I think uh, it'll give a lot of uh, value addition to people. Thank you. And so it sounds like um, integration of services is going to be key. Um, moving towards the trends then, so you, you've said that, you've both said that, that mass is becoming part of the, the conversation about transport in India or, or, or is here, it's arrived. Um, I'd be interested to hear some, some current trends in mobility that you're seeing um, uh, developing in India and, and that, that might fit into this landscape. So, so as I said, that with rapid growth in urbanization, population and income levels also, people want more and more integrated services rather than uh, having uh, standalone transport modes. Uh, in that very uh, heavy increase in the vehicular traffic and uh, with limited infrastructure and everybody having in their own vehicle it is causing a lot of problem on environment as well as on the infrastructure. Uh, even our cities are appearing as most polluted cities sometimes. This high, all these problems are giving birth to uh, a new trend, which is, uh, you can say, uh, all integration of services. And government is coming out with new policies, with new missions uh, to address these issues. Like, for example, I'll give you uh, metro rail development. A decade back, uh, India introduced metro rail services, and today we have almost... Uh, operational uh, more than 700 kilometers of uh, metros which are running and almost 800 under operations which will be a, uh, by 2025 several even tier two cities will have uh, metro rail also under them uh, as a, a mode of uh, transport then feeder infrastructure last mile connectivity vehicles will also come under uh, one roof Government is also coming out with uh, different policies and they have uh, declared uh, unified metropolitan uh, transport authority also. Shloka can uh, update on this. From what Praveen said, um, recognizing um, increased vehicular pollution and congestion as, as city level and local level planning issues, um, the government of India had about 15 years ago, issued a national transport policy, which gets updated from time to time. That actually envisions these unified metropolitan transport authorities um, along the lines of those that exist in Singapore, Paris, Vancouver, to sort of streamline, coordinate, and plan urban transport projects, as well as set up integrated management. So ideally, a, a mass project or an idea for a common mass platform across the city would emanate from this kind of authority. Unfortunately, it's still kind of at a policy level and it hasn't really taken off other than in maybe about 10, 15 cities where these have been set up and given some kind of autonomy. Uh, but this is something that they will, uh, cities will have to take up in order to decrease congestion to a great extent. Um, over, to, over to Parveen again. Yes. Then, uh, uh, recent, in recent years, there's a lot of popularity on online care also uh, aggregators which have its own advantage and disadvantage also. Uh, it has given uh, a very, very uh, easy mobility to people, but at the same time, these cab aggregators do not want to integrate under one uh, because of their global and technology backup. Plus, there is a lot of competition between Uber and Ola, which are almost holding 
93% marketation of uh, individual transportation or other transportations slowly cab aggregators are also coming under regulatory guidelines uh, government has amended to make them more accountable to people and uh, uh, to the liabilities under motor vehicle act also uh, fuel prices are also increasing that's why people are leaving their own vehicles and using these uh, uh, services of aggregators ministry of transport and highways also uh, keep on coming with alternate mobility solutions with its ambit showing an official recognition of these and then these are federal policies and then there are state government initiatives also shloka would you like to take it so um, in terms of just trying to identify you know there are certain cities in india who have taken um, transport initiatives to decongest and taking these kind of um, issues quite seriously for example the city of pune in maharashtra has developed its own urban street design guidelines parking policies um an emphasis on sustainable mobility such as pedestrian access and cycle routes um a lot of this comes under its smart city mission to develop smart city infrastructure um to to be able to streamline these services um it's also developed uh, automate its own automated ticketing cards you know which can be used for paying parking fare metro fare auto rickshaw fare uh, buses are fit with gps in order for an app to be able to predict when they'll arrive to a particular stand um so that's pune then we also have the southern state of kochi in kerala um which which has sort of emphasized decarbonization of the transport sector over others and really tried to implement uh, electrification of buses and auto rickshaws alongside rationalization of bus routes um so there definitely are states in india that are taking mobility challenges uh, far more seriously than others uh, but it will catch on as city to city see the benefits great um so let's turn to some legal issues in this space since we're lawyers um this is to to either of you what do you see as the um as some of the principal legal issues um developing in in the mobility and mobility as a service spaces so so uh, jeremy biggest issue will come that who is responsible for this because it is a, a bouquet of all the services under one uh, umbrella we let's say that services are not being provided by a particular segment then who should be liable who should be liable for deficiency of services which will be individual services will be addressed by uh, various acts but overall uh, responsibility who will bear that whether it, uh, you can say as a mass which is leading that company or particular service provider now let's say for example uh, transport services offered in the app are available as promised if there is some deficiency that will be responsible if some body bodily injury or some uh, loss to uh, life happens then particular service provider will be liable if there are overall defects in entire services then particular you can say that mass provider who is uh, providing all the services under one roof will be responsible under that uh, one is the consumer liability then uh, next big issue will come under data privacy or interoperability of data yeah. that how it will happen shluka yeah so just following from what praveen said uh, data privacy and interoperability of data is definitely a legal issue to contend with simply because information sharing between service providers is such a critical component of any mass system and, and the better this information sharing is implemented the better the system the more seamless the experience um, definitely 
as per current privacy standard, uh, current privacy laws in India, which are, of course, not mass specific right now, um, the collector of data cannot disclose or transfer sensitive personal data of a customer to any third party um, without prior permission of the individual offering the data, unless it's required for a legal obligation. And we simply cannot ignore that large-scale digitization of transport infrastructure will involve collection of large amounts of customer data, some of it which could be sensitive, some of which which could be not. So the mass system provider has to be sensitive to these requirements, you know, both legal as well as um, to the customer itself. And if it is the data collector, it has to be able to formulate an efficient system of obtaining the customer's consent to be able to transfer this information to other transport service providers who are part of the mass platform, um, either via click-through or a general consent, um, or alternatively, basically just ensuring that the data is anonymized. Now, the entire supply chain will have to share this data along the, along the chain um, to be able to provide that kind of seamless mass experience. And confidentiality and data privacy, therefore, will be a big big legal issue to solve as and when this is implemented. Thank you, Shloka. So yeah. last of all, let's draw this, uh, let's all step back and um, look at some of the uh, the, the investment opportunities um, in, in, in transport. Where where are you seeing these um, in, in mobility and, and, and mass in India? So, so uh, most of the sectors which will be covered under mass will be under 100% uh, foreign direct investment, which is called as automatic route in India. For that investment, nobody needs uh, need any approval. It can directly invest and later inform the government. Uh, we are seeing a, a increase in interest by foreign uh, companies. Also, uh, foreign direct investment is coming in a big way. Like recently, uh, road is. Uh, in partnership with India's national investment infrastructure uh, undertaken to spend $2 billion in road projects. Macquarie Infrastructure of Australia also has uh, promised for $1.45 billion to invest uh, in road projects of around 650 kilometers. Similarly, mobility companies have also raised large amounts of uh, foreign investment for expansion of their operations by taxi company Rapido has also raised 120 million uh, USD. Two-wheeler rental company Bounce has also raised uh, 200 uh, million USD. Uh, so the uh, small companies, even Yulo, who uh, which gives uh, e-bikes on rent, have also uh, engaged with uh, Delhi Metro Rail Corporation to provide the last-mile connectivity app. And uh, there are a lot of opportunities in the ancillary facilitated services space for transport service in India. And this is going to a big way considering India's market and uh, you can say India's demography and the way India is progressing on IT and other sectors. There are a lot of investment opportunities. So we, we can say that the vision of providing EMAS related services to the Indian consumer, both a formidable challenge and an exciting opportunity. For India in particular, it will involve combination of electric mobility services and share mobility services to truly make an impact. Well, thank you very much, Parveen and, and, and Shloki. You, you've taken us on a really interesting journey through mass and wider mobility trends and legal issues in India. It, it's fascinating to hear that mass is increasingly part of the conversation 
um, in Indian transport. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to hearing from you again in the future um, to, to hear how it's uh, developed further and how some of these uh, um, emerging trends are being realized. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you, Jeremy. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having us on this podcast.